This is the Dancepreneuring Studio Podcast, session number 171. Why you need to be the author of your life story. Hello, and welcome to session number 171 of the Dancepreneuring Studio Podcast. I'm Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the joy and the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a very long hiatus, the lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, and the wonderful creatives I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. Technology is great, right? Except when it doesn't work. (laughs) So what happened with this conversation, I recorded it on location with my dear friend, author, dancer, Renee Harris who I had on session number 10. So it's been a while. Great to catch up. But she recently launched her Brave and Fearless workshops. And I was able to get a conversation. Well, I wasn't able to because the file got corrupted. So we had to make time to re-record. And I'm glad we did, though, because I get to share this with you and get to share the wonderful information that she graciously explained and had some great analogies about things. So I'm really excited for you to get to to know her. And if you haven't listened to session number 10, I recommend you do so because we talk about, first of all, the struggles that she went through, just some major health challenges, life challenges that she's overcome. And then seeing her now and all the wonderful things that she's been able to do because of her mindset, because she's changed her perspectives on overcoming obstacles. Before we get into our feature presentation with the awesome Renee Harris, I would like to invite you to join me on Facebook Live on Mondays at 8 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Central, and 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we talk dance, life, and business. And you can always catch the replays as well. If you want to join my private Facebook group, you can send me a direct message. And it is called the Dancepreneuring Collective. So it's separate from the Dancepreneuring Studio pages, which is where we go live on Facebook on Monday. So this Facebook Live thing is an experiment for me. I have friends that have done very well with it. I have friends that hate it. (laughs) So (laughs) it's really interesting. So I'm experimenting with it. And uh, the whole thing with video and talking live and Oh my gosh, it's it's a, definitely an experiment out of the comfort zone, but fun to do sometimes. Anyway, let's get into our feature presentation with Renee Harris, why you need to be the author of your life story. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, y'all, this is Keelan Q. Arnold, creator of Get Groovy, the ultimate guide to learn hip hop, social dance, and on cue. And you're listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. So technology is very interesting. It is a great tool for all the things that we do online and offline, but uh, challenges can happen. And this is exactly what happened with me and my dear guest friend, wonderful person that I know, Renee Harris, who I've had on the show, oh my goodness, episode 10. And I have to give you a little backstory because we actually recorded this conversation at her new 
Brave and Fearless workshop series, which she is the co-creator with Joey Cooper of JanFam the Movement. And so we had a really great conversation um, on location at the workshop. And then come to find when I got back, the file was corrupted. Boo! <laughs> so I was really upset because we had such a great conversation and I got some really great nuggets from her. But, you know, when things like this happen, I figure, okay... Of course, it's not meant to be to have these challenges. Well, maybe it is. But I'm so glad I get to have another opportunity. And Renee was so kind and gracious to give me her time again to re-record this conversation because I really wanted to share her journey because I think it's really important. She's a really big inspiration to many people and to people that she meets every day. And so um, I was at this workshop that she and Joey put together that is actually going to be continued for the next, I mean, who knows? It's going to be awesome. She has some great speakers and presenters lined up. But I want to go ahead and give a plug for the next workshop, which will be July 20th, which is a Friday from 730 to 930 p.m. at Boogie Zone Utopia in Torrance, California. So if you're in the greater Los Angeles area, please come. You will not regret it. This last one, the first one was amazing where Renee shared her story and it was very interactive and she gave us some great tools. One of them, which um, she was gracious enough to share the resource, so I'll have it as a download at the, on the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 171. So this time period of episode 10 to episode 171, oh my gosh, so much has happened. Renee has had many things happened. And even before that, I got to know her toward the tail end of some struggles, some struggles you wouldn't want on your worst enemy. She's been through stuff and overcome so much, which is why she's such an inspiration to so many people. And so she is also the author, besides being a dancer, an amazing dancer, she's also the author of The Silent Journey of a Single Woman, which if you look at back on the show notes at episode 10, I have the link on Amazon to her book. So I highly recommend that you read that and uh, gives her journey and poems and all these cool things. It's a really great book. And um, anyway, I want to welcome Renee to the show. And and uh, I know this recording will still be good. <laughs> because we figured this out. It, it's been a little process here, even figuring out the, the link and stuff. And we figured it out. But anyway, Renee, thank you so much for being on the podcast again, and, and for being so flexible. Thank you, Annette. It's um, such a pleasure. And I'm so honored to even just share with your your listeners, another, just another time just to kind of talk to you guys. So it's really exciting. It is exciting. And you, you've had so many great things happen in such a short amount of time. Like right now you are going through an intense dance choreography training program called Boogie Zone Exchange, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, Wave 11. This has been definitely a world of my testament because I, even though I'm someone who's been through a lot, you know, health issues, just traveling, just done a, um, just a ton of things. And this is a 21 week program. I uh, not 21 a week. Oh my God. Program, oh my gosh. Where we, we go, we're in a studio living dorm life. We, but we do, we, we live in a dorm life, have options to go home and things like that. But we have an intensive program where each day we are training, we're taking classes. And then we, all of our Program starts at 10 p.m. at night. So, and we have these master classes from just amazing choreographers, and they teach us these pieces, these amazing pieces, and then we we're all putting them all together into one actual, um, just the performance that everyone would get to see on June 27th. 
so we've had challenges where we choreography we have to create choreography within a specific time so and that was a really good challenge for me because oh my gosh i do not like to i've never choreographed ever i was afraid of it i mean i'm brave and fearless but i was afraid to do it because it was so challenging but we were forced to do something that totally outside of our comfort zone in which that was something that i was glad to do but it was just going through the process of picking out my own song picking out a song that i needed to create choreography and then present it to the group and this was very emotional for me i mean creating and emotional to present it because it was just something that but then i thought about okay let me take a step back i always have to check my the things that I, I'm, I I try my best to be brave and fierce to take on things that um, I never thought I wanted to do, and I call that something new, something different in my book. I mean, it's nothing. It's not new, but it's just something that I just I took on, like taking something new, something fresh, do something that I never thought I'd like. And so over this process, it's just I learned so much about myself, learned so much about different people and their their behaviors and how I act in different. Um, scenarios and it's just like wow and for me to have a wow after everything I've been through breast cancer neck injuries just physical ailments and then still being able to rise above to meet those challenges this program has just taught me so much being with women of different I mean the youngest is 16 and I'm the oldest and 40 plus so it's just it's a diverse group of people our leadership uh Alan Pizarro who's the the brainchild of this program and also the brainchild of Boogie Zone, uh, Utopia and Boogie Zone Incorporated. And he has just challenged us left and right, just learning different choreography, different styles, being able to, we have to rehearse, rehearse, rehearse uh, throughout the night. A lot of times our night ends at 3 a.m. in the morning. So it's really, really challenging. It's gruesome, but it's so helpful in developing yourself. And, and I'm someone who's developed myself and continue to encourage others to develop themselves. Don't be afraid to go and have difficult conversations with yourself. Don't be afraid to uh, attack areas where you are so vulnerable. Being able to just go inside. If you had a conversation with yourself, uh, with your young self, that's one of the exercises that we did. But I know, Annette, you really enjoyed that. I did. I did. And that's why we're going to link it in the show notes because it was such a great exercise. And I think people will really get a lot out of it. I mean, you saw the emotional reaction of some of the attendees. And it was it was tough because you did have to go to a vulnerable place. But you've been through that without even having to force yourself. And I say that because there's this quote, and I, we talked about this quote, this Bob Marley quote that I was reminded of thinking of you. And he said, you never know how strong you are until being strong is your only choice. And yeah. with everything you've been through, that was really your only choice. You couldn't back down with your challenges, right? I mean, you had to face them head on. There, there was no other choice, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, breast cancer, it just came out of nowhere. You know, I, I did the normal checks that we women are supposed to do in uh, the shower, you know, in the bed on your back, you know, touching, feeling yourself, being, you know, understanding, okay, this something's, I'm feeling something that's not supposed to be there. So I did all those things. I work, my background is in healthcare um, research. And so I, as a healthcare professional, I've done those things. And then all of a sudden, my doctor called me in and said, we need to talk to you. It's never, I've known my doctor for over 10 
years, he's never called me in to have a conversation with me. But at that moment, I knew that um, because I, when I did the biopsy and things like that, I, I actually saw the scans. I saw it because I've, I've seen those. I know what it looks like. I knew what it was. My initial moment thought was, okay, this is going to happen. There's nothing I can do about it. But for me to know, and I've at that time, I've been working on myself. And I knew that this is not for me. I'm going to have to go through this for someone else to help them. I immediately reconditioned my mind because I'm going to have to go through a process. I have to attack it. I attacked it as a project. So I attacked it as a project. I said, this isn't for me. And my doctor was like, wow, having this conversation with you, oh my God, I thought it was going to be really sad, but it was actually inspiring to me. I think it's very important how we recondition our minds when life is you know, happening and how we address it, how we adapt and how we navigate. I so resonate with that message, as you already know, Renee, and just you developing this brave and fearless series and what you're going to bring and all the stuff that you talked about in the workshop. And I absolutely loved when you talked about how we are letting people speak into us things that we don't want. That analogy you gave, oh, you just spoke about it so beautifully. Can you talk about that with the starring roles and what people are speaking into your life? You know, the book that you're allowing other people to write and that, oh, just the way you said it, oh, it's so good. Can you share that? Yes, absolutely. So the question is, um, first of all, having that moment of time to yourself, having, deciding, scheduling time with yourself, blocking out everything, the distractions, everything in your life to have a meeting with yourself. Because we want, you want to do what you love. You don't want to have routine in your life. And so having a meeting with myself, it's like, okay, this is a book that I'm writing. It's called The Life of Renee. And the question is, who is it written by? My book, everyone's book, I believe, should be written by the, the starring role who is me. This is the book of Renee. It should be written by me. But as I developed as a young woman, my book previously was written by my mom, my family, negative teachers. It was written by an ex-boyfriend. You know, it was written by co-workers telling me this is what I should do in my life. Making these decisions. These are people who are background actors or in my movie, if you will. They have speaking roles when they should not. So I asked myself, who should be the writer? the director, the producer, you know, in my life, there shouldn't be a question mark there. I should be the author of my own book. I should be the director of my own movie because, and also I, I also give an analogy. I should be the writer of the lyrics to my own song. You know, I want to be authentic when, when singing my own songs. And I ask the, the audience to, you know, ask those, those questions of their, themselves because I now am writing the words, the chapters of my book. I'm writing down the table of contents because at first someone else was doing that. And I want I want the audience to confidently say, just like, I'm the author of my book. I'm making these decisions for myself. I'm not doing it because he said or she said. I mean, because a lot of times people are in your life, they're saying that you should do these things or not do these things. And how are they being validated for what they're saying? A lot of times what I found out is that people who made decisions for me, they had no validation of what they were seeing. It was based on what they've seen or said. Nothing nothing that they've experienced. This is how I delineate like information that is being received and how well I will, if I will accept it or not. 
<laughs> it's funny. It's I would say, okay, this person they're saying this like I, for example, um, I like to use the example of my dad. I love my dad to the ends of the earth, but my dad is just one of those people who's just scared. He's just fearful. He's been fearful all his life, and so I am a solo traveler. Tra- traveler. I love to travel by myself. I love to go to different countries. I have this thing. I say, okay, um, I'll meet someone when I get there. I'll meet a friend when I get there, and I do because I always end up in uh, meeting someone, having a conversation with them, and it's just a beautiful experience because being and just being human, taking time to to listen to people. So I would say, so when I go to another country, I never tell my dad. And then, but when he finds out because I'm his daughter, <laughs> Renee, you're out. You're not in this country, are you? He says, why are you going to these other countries? So, I mean, they're killing people, ISIS, all these things. He's just like, you don't even know. And he'll say, those people can hurt you. And I said, Dad, you don't even know these people. You've never gotten on a plane before. Where are you getting your information? It's based on the news, things like that. And I mean, he loves me. I understand that. And he cares for me. He doesn't want anything to happen, for me. happen to me. But, you know, none of us know our end date on this earth. No one, no one knows. And so I live my life each day as if it's my last. Live it as if it's my birthday. I celebrate human life. I celebrate me. And it's just like, okay, my dad, he used to write. He used to be an author. My life. But I had to take control of that. I had to take that. When you do those things, when you allow other people to write in your book, you become unhappy. You start to blame other people, those people who gave that input, who had no validation, who, you know, had no validation of the information that they gave you. You become ang- angry with yourself, with the world. You have this, this negative aura and you don't even know it because you've allowed this to happen. You're unfulfilled. You get sick. You get, you get very sick because you're not, um, you're not living your life. There was one question I asked the entire group. In the beginning of the or of the the workshop, and it was the question was, if today was your last day on earth, can you confidently say I've accomplished everything that I wanted to do in my lifetime? And when we ask that question, only nine, only one percent, well, ten percent of that group said that they they had achieved that, and ninety percent said no. And then I also talked about. There was a study by the fear and worry worry study that con- conducted by a university, and they did they conducted it on Americans. I think it was about sixty million Americans, and the same results. Ninety percent of that population said that they were afraid to do the things that they really want to do. The question is why? Why are we so afraid of these things? And, it's be- and mostly, it's because of what someone else said. And so, just drawing it back to the book. I drew the book, and it's just like, okay, it, it gives everyone opportunity to look at their lives and say, okay, am I really making these decisions for myself? Because when you make those decisions for yourself, you're like, oh, my God, they said this, but look what happened. Look at this beautiful country that I was able to learn about. Look at this culture that I was able to immerse, fully immerse myself into. Look at this language that I was able to learn you know, at an older age. You know, look at these people. Look at all these people in different countries I've met and share my story, my story of triumph and struggle that was able to encourage them to say, yes, I can do this. My government doesn't control me, the things that I do. 
my parents, my family does not control what I do. It's, I, it's up to me. And I think that's so important to share. And I think as we as human beings on this earth, we should definitely share ourselves. I know it's vulnerable because it's like we've been hurt. I've been hurt so many times. Oh my gosh, I've been hurt. But I feel that I've been put on this earth to inspire people. And that is my purpose. I mean, I read the book long ago called The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Yeah, the gentleman at my church, he said, I think he, at the time, he was a minister now, but he wasn't at the time. He's just like, Renee, if you read this book, you'll find out what your purpose is. And I said, I hope so. I hope so, because I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big kid. I like to try things. I like to try, because uh, when I was younger, I, my family was, we didn't have a lot of money. You know, my once my parents divorced, we didn't have anything. My mom, she she did the best she could, but I, didn't, I wasn't exposed to a lot of things. And so, once I went to school, got my education, I decided, okay, I'm going to do some things that I didn't get a chance to do. You know, little things. I mean, little things is getting lying braces. <laughs> I mean, little things like that and just going traveling, just doing whatever the hell I wanted to do just because I wanted that exposure. I wanted to just relive my life as a kid. And I do that now. I'm a big kid. I'm not afraid to say it. But I think it's that youthfulness. Because I, I am open to learn, not, you know, just saying, okay, I've lived my life. I'm older now. I shouldn't be doing these things. Why not? Why shouldn't I be in a dance program that's, that's you know, that's open for anyone? You know, why should I, you know, put myself through that? Because I want to continue to learn about myself. I am litmus paper. We all, I, I encourage everyone to be litmus paper, to absorb all the information you can. You know, to learn about people, learn about yourself, because we are not perfect. As I always said, I and with it throughout the workshop, I stand before you an imperfect woman, perfectly made by God. You know, I, I really love that you focus so much on how much you had to change your mindset because, yes, we all know that it's very logical and very, okay, yeah, we do have to change our mindset. But there is a lot of internal work. But if you put the work in, the stuff on the outside happens, like things happen when you put that perspective of, yes, I got to change some mindsets and I have to not allow certain things. And we had talked a little bit about how you've also had to watch your association because sometimes certain situations are more energy draining. People can be that way if they are not, um, you know, we talk about, you know, being around dreamers and being around people Mm -hmm. that are doing something and getting out of their comfort zone, which you're around that right now intensively with these other dancers in this intensive program. And that's, Obviously, just even that is making you grow because there's such a focus on that and getting out of your comfort zone artistically. So what kind of what kind of qualities do you look for in I don't I guess, you you know, friends are different categories, too. But the people what kind of people do you like to be around? Yeah, I like to be around creatives. I've learned that Um, I love to be around people who pull me up, you know, people I can learn from because over my life, like I have friends, I mean, I'm still friends with people actually from elementary school, junior high, high school, college, and after. Uh, because I, I mean, I love my friends from afar. Some, some of us were not as close as we used to be. But a lot of times, like I said, I love to grow, and I love to, you know, I love to be in a in an area where I am always able to grow. And that's what I love about Los Angeles. I am originally from Tennessee, and so in Tennessee, it's just like. The culture there, I mean, it's very routine. Um, some people, it's very routine. And then there's some people who are not routine. But from where I, in my circle, it was very routine. Like, you go to work, you go home, you hang out, you 
do this and you repeat the same process. I did have creative friends there um, in the theatrical back uh, in the theater. And so I did a lot of uh, theater uh, in my community there. I didn't dance um, much at all. I, and I started to branch out and then I started to that part. But I love being around creators because it's just like there's no dream too big. So I I love to watch people like being in this program just to watch Anne Pizarro just create. And I've been around him for quite some, for a couple of three years now. And I, each time he surprises me, wow, where in the hell did that come from? You know? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty awesome. He's pretty awesome. And it's just like nothing's too big. He thinks so big. He's like, I love being around him. Joey Cooper, I love him. He His mind is different. It's intricate, just like his movements. He's a branch out in himself, and I love being around him because they create movements. Um, I love being around Kay Nicole. I mean, just Mike Pinedo. I mean, I'm calling these people Arthur Crenshaw. These are people who I love being around because they are so creative, and they have different, they're creative in different areas, like not just dance, not just photography, not just creative direction, working with people, being able to grab these things from people. Uh, one young lady who my uh, most recent inspiration is Angel Spencer. She's 16 years old. She's so phenomenal. I mean, you guys listen. Her, she goes by Wavy or Wava on Instagram, and I keep getting it wrong. But anyway, but she just to watch her create, watch her lead and take control, 16 years old. Oh my God. I'm just so, like, she's just my new inspiration. It's just like her imagination where it takes her. And how she creates, she creates in the dark. And just being able to get to know her, and just see her, what she creates quickly. You would recommend this program for anybody that wants to further their dance training, regardless of age? Exactly. And then also someone, you have to be willing to push yourself because you will be pushed. You'll see tears, you'll feel tears. You have to want to put yourself in that. And you have to give what you put in is what you get out of. It. Because it's just like you're giving tools. But you have to work, you have a lot of time to perfect things. Take, you know, he gives, um, Elm gives us a journal to write. Some people, they may, they, their journal might be empty. But he gives us a template and it's what you build, what you create, what you want to become. So you have to, and I mean, you have to be someone a visionary. I love being pulled. I love Annette Bone. She like pulls me up. You know, she does different things. She creates something that, podcast a business around dancers who does that who's done that no one and so that i'm aware of and i think it's so and just being just going out there going to different i'd love to see your freestyle i'd love to see you just go to different studios and a lot of times you're always by yourself and i love that about you because i'm i'm a loner too i love being around people but then i love being by myself because that's when i'm quiet quiet my mind I listen to the universe i don't watch television i don't watch the news ever and i make that conscious decision because i want to be creative that there was one of the master classes that we had um isabel she said that she only follows like seven people like her mom her dad her family her dog me the reason she stopped following a lot of people's dancing because she wants to be creative because she says okay when i see this i'm scrolling i'm looking at all these dance movements that's what i'm putting in my brain. I don't want that. I want to be able to create my own. Mm-hmm. He said that that was that clicked and it, it reminded me of Michael Jackson, his earlier days. He didn't know anything about what the world thought of him because he watched television. 
he didn't he didn't he, he listened to like the older music he didn't listen what was new at the time there may be a few times he kind of segregated himself separated himself from everything so he can just be in at one with the universe because the universe speaks to us it gives us so much information a lot of times we'll see people who have created something and you and you had that same idea but they took action and that's why a lot of times social media it's you know it's good for us but then it's also bad for us because it kind of stifles our creativity and imagination yes oh my gosh you said so many good things again Renee but I'm not surprised you know (laughs) all the cool things that you always say but I'm so glad that you brought that up with you know we talked about that too about not people still look at me weird sometimes when I tell them well I don't know what's going on unless someone tells me like with the news it it has to kind of I don't actively seek out bad information because we already have a lot of stuff and it it does stifle creativity and thank you so much for saying what you did about um you know being you know having that time alone and then also being with people there's I think there's a balance and as a creative you do need to have that time alone and I know some people work differently. Like for me, I love like the time just flies. I, I don't know if this happens for you. But when I'm in the studio, and I have that time to myself to play and to to think and maybe if I'm working on a piece, or choreography or something, the time flies for me. Does that happen for you? I don't know, because I'm so in the present, you know, when I'm just by myself, I, I don't know, but sometimes it, I feel like it's, it takes a long time. I decided to just separate myself from America and go to Europe and, and live there for like six months just to quit my head. And I'm so glad that was the scariest, that's one of the scariest things I've done in my life because I didn't really know anyone. I, I know people I volunteer with, but I didn't know anyone. I just went out there to just be quiet. I mean, I volunteer and I volunteer and talk because I have to talk. But um, I know it's like that's why I volunteer because I volunteer because I have to talk because people are listening to the way I understand my words, uh, understanding just my my the way I speak, and so it's called it's a communication type volunteer program that um that I just I love and I love to do. But just that meditation time and just thinking and just just listening, just taking time to listen because listening is so important. I'm still trying to I'm still working on listening and detoxifying, but. That time that I'm by myself, I don't know, for some reason, it's, for me, it's like a long, it's, it's like, it doesn't go fast for me. I don't know. It's just like I slow down. Like I'm slowing down my life when I take time for myself and I'm just quiet. Because if you come to my place, I know I don't have a radio going, anything. It's just silence. And I can, and I can work for hours in complete silence because I receive information. I receive melodies. I receive songs. And I just stop disregarding it. I just start, you know, I just start to receive information. And it's just, but it's so important to detoxify yourself from everything. I'm the same too, Renee. Yeah, I hear you on that. Because like, even when I'm in the car, there's only one podcast that I'm listening to actually right now. Because that's what I'm focused on this one podcast. And um, the other times I might listen to some music on and off but a lot of times I really like being in silence like it it does it's not uncomfortable for me yeah it's not but it takes it takes it takes skill to do that you have to practice anything you have to practice Mm -hmm. you have to practice you have to make a conscious decision to do that and I want to say something about the media and you know separating yourself from it one thing my mom said and it was just kind of like validation what what I had been doing what I started to do and she said Renee the things of this world, I mean, the things that are happening, they've always been happening. 
they've been they've been happening all along. Now we just have mediums, you know, where we can we we have access to see what's going on. And so, and I said, you know, you're right. You know, she said all these things because you know, Holocaust people, concentration camps, you know, the children that's happening now. That all that stuff's been happening all along. We just didn't know about it. But back in the day, it was just like if you pick up a book and you read it. Then you and then it's just like okay it happened but now it's just like we're actually living we're in times where we're actually seeing it so a lot of times I just I mean I grew up in the eighties nineteen eighties a lot then we didn't have cell phones um we had we waited until we got home to communicate with people on the phone we just said okay we will meet you somewhere we trusted that they would be there we had more trust in people at that time and I try to still ha- have that. Just to, you know, have that same, demonstrate that same behavior because and then at the end of the day, I'm still fully functional. I can still hold a conversation with someone. Because I do dance, I'm in, I kind of know what music is, know what's going on, but I, I can't tell you the artist or anything like that. But it's just like, I'm still educated because I read. I take the time. That's one thing I loved about Europe. When you're on the subways, everyone, a lot of people have books and reading. They take time to, enjoy one another's company they're not looking at the time i needed europe i needed spain i needed the spanish culture because it is so it has really impact my life and how i look at people how i'm more patient of a person because i'm american we want things now really fast because you know that's just our lifestyle but having that opportunity to spend i spent three months with the spanish family who i still miss to this day and just learning more about family because I, I come from a big, a big family but my family is small because we're disconnected but we are connected so but it took a lot of fashioning forgiveness love it took a lot of time for us to get to the loving family we are but we're still but i love them from afar like my friends i love them from afar but i go take time to just sit with them you know and i love i love that now but first i was always running away from them because my family, some of uh, my family wasn't as nice to me. Uh, neighborhood kids were not nice to me. And people in my culture were not nice to me just because of the way I spoke. Because I had ideas that were not the same as theirs. And, and I just used my imagination. I think that's kind of why I like Angel Spencer so much. Because she's in a whole different world, not creatively. But she's super cool. People just to watch her work so much. And just being creative. And, in that aspect, but it's just just taking it all back. But all these steps, all these things I've went through my life, all these experiences enriched my lifestyle. And because like I always think about, you know, again, El Pizarro. He loves providing opportunity. He loves the free. Because we do we love money will come. You can always recoup your money, but you can never recoup your time. And that's why it's so important to spend time with yourself. Detoxify yourself, meditate, think, schedule quiet time with yourself, remove all distraction. It's so important because I, I layer by layer, like in also in the workshop, I talked about creating a life plan because I'm such a fan of brain mapping. Um, if you're into apps, not mindly, really great thing that I like. And it's just front and center, Renee's life plan. And then I have these little boxes that you know have arrows coming out, five and are. And it's just, you know, areas of, the, of my life that, sh- that I need to work on. And then I have like those, the four main ones 
it's all for me it's always um a spiritual relationship with myself and with god universe uh, another is finances always you know saving 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 is very important and then also career is a good one um, i've always you know tried to in- improve my career and then um if you I guess whatever that's important to you, I would say that box. But then there's two other boxes that I always encourage people to have. One, travel. Even if it's local travel. Taking the subway. I mean, LA has its little subway system, but I never did it. And I was just like, let me try this. It's something new. Just travel. You know, you can travel domestically, travel um, internationally. Like, And then fun stuff. For me, fun stuff is volunteering. Giving back to the community. Helping people. You know, everyone may not receive my information. Everyone is like a flower. We're, and we all have a responsibility to each other as human race. And that's why we wake up each morning, we have purpose. I feel that, like, as a flower, someone's responsible for planting that seed. Uh, ne- not necessarily, you may not make uh, be in a person's life to water that seed. Maybe that's just where you are and, and you, they need you for a purpose. And you say something to them, you share your experience to water that seed that someone else planted. And then you also may be in their life or may not be in their life to let it cultivate, watch that flower grow into blossom to a beautiful flower. And a lot of times those are stages of life and people that we meet. Sometimes we want to be there for the whole ride, but that is not the intent. That is not our intent, but we have to be have a self-awareness to understand, okay, this relationship is straining right now. It was good for a particular part in time. But to have that self-awareness, like, okay, it's time for me to let move on. Because a lot of times we want to stay in relationships for a particular part in time and it's damaging to ourselves because we're also hindering ourselves from moving on to the next mission that we have because we're all on mission, believe it or not, because we wake up this morning. My goal, my life is white. When I get to that final door, because I want my goal, I want to get to heaven, that's me. I want to get to I say, okay, when I get to heaven, I get to that door, and God says, okay, what did you do on this earth to help other people? What did you do then? What, what did you do to help the next person? Were you selfish with all of the trials I put you through? He moved you from? I put you through breast cancer. Did you share that story with someone? Did you share that with that lady who you passed, who passed by you? And, you know, she was telling you, did you share that story with her? When you fractured your neck, you know, C4, C5. There's a, a kid, this kid in um, Texas, I can't remember the state, but he had the same exact neck fracture that I had, but he is paralyzed neck down. But I'm dancing. That means something. So when I'm at the gate and he says, did you, what, did you share that story that you had the first thing that they, the doctors told you that you would die? Second option was neck um, paralyzed neck down. The third, you may dance again. So that third option, I can dance again. Dance is my lifeline. And that's why I share it. That's why I'm not afraid to be vulnerable. Even though I'm I'm vulnerable and some people people hurt me. Like right now, people you know, sharing people people hurt because you've shared yourself, but that's the thing. That's how you develop thick skin and you're experiencing life. It's scary. I'm still a work in progress. Like certain areas I do, you know, relationships. Like I've been single for a very long time. That's very sensitive to me. But it's something I still have to work on. But 
I just encourage everyone. That's why I encourage everyone. You know, what are you doing to help the next person? Regardless of what's happening to the world, what are you doing? Are you sharing your life story with someone to help them come out of what they're going through? Not being, and, and just to be clear on what I'm saying, is that you're not inviting people to your pity party or you're not allowing yourself to become a participant in someone's pity party. You have to have an awareness and learn to try to recondition your mind and take that negativity and turn it into a positive right away. That's something I always show Self-development is key in becoming a, the best version of yourself. And that's what I'm talking, I'm trying to talk, um, explain in the workshop to be brave and fearless. Being brave and fearless doesn't happen overnight. No, it doesn't. It's definitely a process and uh, people need to realize that anything good, anything worthwhile takes time. And I highly encourage you to come if you're in the greater Los Angeles area. And if you want to know more about Renee, follow her on Instagram. You'll see a lot of cool stuff. And her handle is Renee underscore. I found out it's not I, it's lowercase l underscore am. <laughs> so I, I got that wrong the first time, but I'm going to link it in the show notes. So you can you guys can go follow her and come to the next workshop, yeah. get to meet her and the other co-creator, Joey. Yes. And she has, yeah, she has a lot of, I mean, this is just a tip of the iceberg of her experiences and what she's learned in, you know, in, in a short time, but also in a long time, because this has been a lifelong process. And especially you'll hear about it and you'll get to read about it in her book. And she's also working on her second yeah. book. So stay tuned for that. And uh, oh my gosh, yeah. I would love to meet you guys there at the next one. And then I would love for you to meet Renee and Joey and uh, the other participants. So Renee, thank you so much yeah, for, re you know, being on this again, you know, episode 10 to now. Oh my gosh, episode 171. So much has happened. And I'm so happy to share this. Thank you so much. Thank you. And you know what? I just want to say one last thing. God, please, you guys, please come out and see Joey Cooper. Joey Cooper is an amazing person. And I understand the power of one student. Because when I came to Boogie's on Utopia over eight years ago in 2010, January 4th, he taught a class called Jackson Power Hour. And I was his only student. That was my first introduction to just Boogies. Uh, it wasn't Boogies on Utopia. It was called Hive Studios at the time. But I was his only student. He impacted me so much that eight years later, you know, we were working together as creative directors on this to share with you. So Joey and I, you know, just if he just canceled that class, if he canceled that class because I was the only student, oh my gosh, I have no idea what my life would be. So that's why I just want you to come out and listen to Joey and hear his story. It just It's just an amazing thing about sharing yourself because if he didn't share himself with me, I have no idea. I mean, I'm sure I would have a different walk of, walk of life, but I'm, I may not have come back to the studio. So I love Boogie Zone Utopia. I love everyone I've met. I met Annette Baum there, and this is just life working at its best. Thank you, God. Yes, well said. And um, I also have to give a plug in for Joey because I actually got to interview him as well. So I'll link his episode in the show notes as well. But we'll have him on again in uh, a different perspective, of course, being co-creator of this new workshop series. So again, Renee, awesome to always have conversations with you. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed and learned much from our conversation. And I highly recommend that you connect with Renee on social media or send her an email. 
Thank you again for joining me. I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to spending time with you again. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.